Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. I'm Nelly. Soon you might be able to place a bet as you walk into FedEx Field. I'm John Doman. The murky history of the Smithsonian's origins. I'm John Aaron. Good day for the Dow. It's up 517 points. At 12 noon. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Steve Kathan. A former president takes the fifth. Donald Trump says he did not answer deposition questions that came his way under oath this morning in New York in the state investigation into his finances. Legal analyst Lori Levinson. The former president has the right, like any other citizen, to assert his Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. The optics of it are not particularly good when the former president is asked to answer questions under oath and all he can say is, I refuse to answer because I might incriminate myself. I think that will have a message for the public. In a statement, Trump said this is all part of a, quote, politically motivated witch hunt. In Washington, CBS's Stacey Lynn tells us about a plot to kill a former Trump national security advisor and a member of Iran's Revolutionary Guard is at the center of it. The Justice Department charged Sharam Porsafi in the murder-for-hire plot. He allegedly tried to pay individuals $300,000 to murder John Bolton in Washington, D.C. or Maryland, saying it didn't matter how the murder was carried out, but that his group wanted video confirmation of the death. In a statement thanking the Justice Department, Bolton called Iran's rulers, quote, liars, terrorists, and enemies of the United States. The government says consumer prices rose 8.5% last month over a year ago. That's off recent inflation highs, and prices were unchanged from June. CBS's Errol Barnett says the good news is gas prices have been coming down. Drivers everywhere are getting relief. Just to be under four. I had to make sure to stop. Gas Buddy says this good news could continue. We could see the national average falling another 15 to 30 cents a gallon. The savings on a drive from New York City to Niagara Falls, for example, could buy you a beer compared to what it would have cost Memorial Day weekend. The trek from L.A. to Lake Tahoe will save you almost 10 bucks, which could pump more fuel into the economy. President Biden has signed the bill into law expanding health benefits for veterans exposed to toxic burn pits overseas. It's named for Danielle Robinson's husband, a sergeant who died two years ago of cancer. Ten years post-deployment from Iraq, my husband Heath began the biggest battle of his life, a terminal stage four lung cancer diagnosis due to toxic exposure from a burn pit in Baghdad. Russian authorities have detained a former state TV journalist. She quit after making an on-air protest during the early days of Moscow's war in Ukraine. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is up 526 points. The S&P is up 83. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. 12.03 Wednesday, another hot one on this August 10th. We're at 85 degrees with some storms very likely later this afternoon. You want to keep it here on WTOP. Highs near 90 today. Good afternoon. I'm Deborah Feinstein. And I'm Mark Lewis with the top local stories we're following this hour. About 70,000 students in Northern Virginia are back in class today. 
They are they returned in Culpeper, Falkir, Rappahannock, and Spotsylvania counties, as well as Manassas City. And students in Stafford County were also back in school today. High school seniors there and throughout Northern Virginia are crossing their fingers for a more normal year. Here at Stafford High School, these students are cautiously optimistic the pandemic won't dramatically affect their final year in high school. COVID isn't over yet. Sarah and Jack both had older siblings who missed out on senior activities in the past few years. He was in the class of 2020, so he didn't really get a prom or a graduation. So I was just nervous that I was going to have the same experiences. Both say COVID's been a learning experience. Sarah's more careful. It just taught me to be like more outgoing and just embrace the moment as it comes. In Stafford, Neil Augenstein, WTOP News. You can find more back-to-school information at WTOP.com. In many school districts, as teachers get prepared, they are spending more of their own money than ever before to prepare their classrooms. $820, that's how much on average teachers across the U.S. will spend this school year out of their own pockets. My eLearning World, a publication focused on educators, says that's the highest that number has ever been, and nearly 40% higher when compared to 2015. Karen Krause is a science teacher at Wheaton High School. I think a lot of people really don't notice it until you kept the receipts for the things you didn't get reimbursed for, and you're going through those receipts and you're like, oh my God. I spent a lot of money. They're spending the most money on books and software. Other items include folders, pencils, paper, and classroom decor. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Maryland's laws surrounding sports betting carved out special licenses for major league stadiums in the state to operate sports books. Now one stadium is close to making it happen. The Maryland Lottery and Gaming Control Agency moved Commander's owner Dan Snyder closer to being able to open a sports book at FedEx Field. The applicant satisfies the applicable qualification criteria under the sports wagering law and is not disqualified. That license approval came after the state conducted its standard investigation into Snyder, looking at both his financials and other issues surrounding him. He won't get the actual license until the state's sports wagering application review commission votes on the matter. They could do that at their meeting next week. Venues in Frederick and Boonesboro were also given initial approval for licenses. John Dome in WTOP News. Back on this day in 1846, the Smithsonian came into being as the act establishing it was signed into law. We're celebrating our 176th birthday. Anne-Marie Gilliland, Castle Volunteer Coordinator at the Smithsonian, says speculation still swirls around the motivations of James Smithson, a scientist and illegitimate son of a British aristocrat whose money founded the institution. Perhaps he leaves his money to the United States because... It's in line with a lot of the ideals of the time in terms of being this new society that's free of the aristocratic constraints that he bumped up against all of his life. Smithson's final resting place is in the Smithsonian Castle. John Aaron, WTOP News. Just, just ahead on WTOP, we'll check traffic and weather and then... Uh, uh, an opportunity to help civilians deal with medical bills, some high medical bills, in fact, from military facilities. We'll tell you about that. It's 12.07. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. 
Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. That sound? That's flowers putting up a fight. Thousands of them at the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, carried by people committed to the cause. 